Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So many times people say, I'm not political. So in these kind of a situation, it's just like, you may not to be political, but political is you. <laughs> Politics mm. comes for you. She was just an ordinary woman walking in the street and got arrested and got killed. Hello. Hello. Sorry, so loud. Hello. 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 No, you know what? I just really want to do this quickly. Oh Hi, God. I'm Em Clarkson. And I'm Alex Light. And welcome back to the Should I Delete That podcast. Oh my God, that's how we should open. I think we should do something like that. Why don't we do that? I don't that? know. Why do we I, I always have this moment of awkwardness where we're like, hello, uh, hi. Where are you? Yeah, exactly. Let's try again. Okay. Practice. Hi, I'm Em Clarkson. And I'm Alex Light. And welcome back to the Should I Delete That podcast. So, Al, kick us off. Tell oh me. my God. I know, I don't know what's happening, just go with it. Tell me something good. I love that this has just occurred to us, like, what, 60, wait, 100 episodes later? Anyway, yeah. never mind. Something great, please. Something good from your week. Um, good from my week is I had my wardrobe organised. Yes, you did. Oh, my God. The joy that that has brought me honestly it was so do you know what it wasn't that bad before but it was just like it was not optimal you know there was a lot of things that could have been better that's such a good description of my life it's not (laughs) bad it's just not optimal (laughs) yeah I I feel like we both live on that level of, of life um so this woman called Kat, oh my God, she's so nice. She's from, if anyone wants to check her out, at the underscore organised underscore home underscore. Um, and I won't like tell her story, but it's basically like she she was in a different job and then something happened in her personal life. And then she was like, I just want to do what I really love, which is organising. And this isn't, it's like, it's not an ad I paid for it, but I just wanted to shout her out because she's so, she was so lovely and she spent a day in there. God help her going through all my stuff, even my knickers, like absolutely everything. And, and it's all got like- It's a um, good job for a pervert, isn't it? Such a good job for a pervert, <laughs> yeah. But I've got like a hanger dividers. Ooh. So it's like leather trousers, leggings, wow. wide leg trousers, jeans. Oh, she needs to come to my house. Unbelievable. I feel like now's a very bad time because this like baby slash bomb is about to land. Give it a give it a bit. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it for Christmas or something. That yeah. sounds nice. It's, it's so good. Everything's in drawers. Everything you can see. No, everything. no, no, actually, I'm getting really jealous. I don't want to hear it. Like I'm really happy for you, but you know, sometimes yeah. you like you know, like oh, you're really happy for your mate in Barbados, but you don't need to see the pictures. Okay, sorry. That's how I feel about <laughs> it. Like I'm so happy for your nice like optimal life. But like organization brings me more joy than almost anything else in life, which is very sad. I put a 
yeah, I put a jar in the freezer yesterday labelled M's Cholesterol, so I feel like I'm getting on the organisational hype. It's that just did a, look very... Um, a different, I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you for that. Yeah, recycled a, an, an, almond, an almond butter jar, so that's adulthood. I know we're trying to make these like not long, but I just have to say, I bought a hazelnut and cashew nut butter. Yeah. And it's like the best thing I've ever eaten in Sounds my entire life. Rank. Oh, okay. I don't like hazelnuts. Okay, never mind. I've never liked them. Don't like Nutella for that reason. It tastes like a non-chocolatey Nutella. The chocolatey's only saving grace from Nutella. So no, bad. Don't like hazelnuts. I did not know this. Yeah, I really think they're stupid. This is disappointing. Do you like pistachios? Mm, Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. (laughs) I mean, it's All right, let's move on then. Um, uh, My good, I went to Brighton this weekend, last weekend, to celebrate 10 years with... 10 years! 10 years with Alex, which is absolutely bonkers. It was so nice. I mean, I'm so pregnant. I was so slow. (laughs) Um, And still sick. So sick, yeah. But despite that, actually, interestingly, I was so anxious being away Mm. from home, I think, because I'm quite close to baby day. I was just like, and I didn't sleep for like two days. But it was just fine. Um, but despite that, I had a really nice time. I had the best time by the sea. I had the best time with him. Best time with Boo. Just the best oh, relax ever. That's so nice. And I just really liked it. And Brighton's just so fun. Brighton's just yeah, it's just great. Imagine isn't it? I'm, it's not in the cards for me. It's not in the cards for my life. But imagine just living in Brighton. So many people move do, to yeah. Brighton from London, don't they? Just live by the sea. And Hove, Brighton and yeah, Hove, yeah, it's stunning. I know it does look, so, it does look really nice. Yeah, that was lovely. My bad um, came from that weekend though. So okay. on Sunday morning, I woke up. I told you I didn't sleep for two days. I was just, yeah. I was really sick. It's just you know life, and um, or like nine months of pregnancy. Anyway, I just wasn't feeling stunning, and I know I wasn't looking stunning. Like it was a bad on Sunday morning. I woke up. I was like, Ugh. and Alex went down to. Don't even know where we went to the car to get coffee or sit burr for a wee or something. And he came back up and I'd got ready for the day in that time. And he walked into the room and gave me the worst compliment in human history. Go on. It was like being whacked over the head with like a dead salmon. <laughs> Go on. He just looked at me and he went, That looks way better. And I went, What does? And he went, Everything. <laughs> and I was like, What do you mean everything? And he said, Like your face and your hair and stuff. Everything about you just looks so much better than it did this morning. Alex! I was like, He's brutal. not wrong. <laughs> but also, everything, everything's better. Everything. What about your sparkling personality? I know, did what about that look my, better? my beautiful body. Yeah. That, like, no, no, everything's better. <sighs> I was like, well, that is good. Because when I looked in the mirror, I was like, everything needs to be better. I love the lack of tact. It's quite brilliant. he was tired too. (laughs) Everything's better. I was like, oh, okay. That's nice. Maybe he was just like, I wish I, I, I I don't know. I'm trying. I'm sorry. It was oddly comforting though. Trying to reframe. (laughs) Yeah, but it is oddly comforting because it's just like, well, at least I know everything's better. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, your makeup looks nice. I'm like, what about my hair? At least I know. I've just leveled up. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I just took the positives from it. <laughs> okay. Now. I'm struggling with that, but I totally get it. <laughs> Anything bad from your own week? I feel like I am I, I am a completely different person with and without makeup. Like a completely different person. I feel like you are as well. I look so different. But you carry yourself very differently. Your shoulders go quite low when you don't wear makeup. Do they? It's like you're quite tired. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just like tracking them behind you. But like putting on makeup has a, an effect on, on like my mood and attitude. Anyway, so I think... <laughs> bad from my week do you know what I'm like 
I don't know. Your bad's really funny now, and now I'm regretting my bad. Oh, no. I'll put this back up with my awkward because my awkward makes my bad look sad. Go on then. No, no, no. Just give us your bad, and then I'll I'll cheer everyone up. With Sorry, I see, I see, I see. Um, so Genevieve, my sister Jen, found these WhatsApps of me that me and her had shared. That's such a weird way of saying it. Had shared um, back in. 2017 so like six years ago they are so bad like what I was writing you would never recognize that it's me and like mega trigger warning I don't even know if I should but I just feel like I need to talk about it because I can't I can't believe that this is me although I can obviously anyway um I've been really bad for ages Jen I have to do something it's my own fault do you mind if we don't do food tonight oh no we were meeting up and Jen was like, yeah, don't worry. Your weekend is always a flop. Um, oh, no. Are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. I just can't eat tonight. I'm really sorry. Um, I had a bit, I had a, <laughs> this is so bleak, sorry. I had a cheat meal at the weekend. It wasn't even good. You know, when you're just like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I really couldn't stop. And then once you stop, it sm- snowballs and now I'm panicked. Anyway, how's your diet? Oh my! How God. fucking grim is that? That's so sad. And it, like, I, I, I say all the time, like, I don't judge anyone who's on a diet because I've been there. But like, it, and I do, I believe that. But that made it feel like even more true when I saw that because I was like, oh my God! I was yeah. like so immersed in it. So immersed in it, yeah. Oh so that man. was bad. Anyway, sorry, I've really brought us down. No, <laughs> I can really pull us back up if you want. That is really sad, yeah. though. Um, but I actually think it's really good for people to hear that. Because when you talk about the stuff that stuff, I think people, I think when people hear other people speak about these things, they think, oh, well, you you don't get it, you don't get it, like I get it, yeah, whatever, and you can feel like, kind of, so it's, I think it is, yeah, very leveling. For people oh, to I get hear, it. Like you've been there. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, okay, mm. my awkward is our awkward. It's a bad um, awkward. I was going to call you on Monday about it. It's not good. Oh my god, I'm. I know. I was excited. And now you've just told me it's a shared awkward. Yeah, yeah. it's no, incredibly awkward. No, it's, incre- it's, it's so awkward. And I think me, you and Daisy oh. are going to be deeply ashamed of ourselves for oh this. Oh my God, go, go, go. Hurry yeah, up. I'm bringing you into it. Hurry okay, up. so my Alex done? has been doing some guest outreach, right? Yeah. And he yeah. was in communication oh, with somebody no. really cool. No. Very impressive. Oh, just no. very respectable person. And he's been talking to their management. Yeah. And the management left him a voicemail on <gasps> Sunday night with oh. some feedback about the podcast oh my god why are you telling me this <laughs> you know i don't take feedback well <laughs> and the feedback was that she felt that whilst we did seem to be having fun it wasn't quite up it, it we perhaps weren't the most respectable situation in that she'd listened to the episode <laughs> where Dave had walked in on you shitting in the shower. Oh. And she felt that on balance, maybe we wouldn't be able to host the most sensible conversation with her. But thanks very much for thinking of of her and good luck with our future endeavours. Oh, my God. I said to Alex, I was like, did you tell her that she didn't actually shit in the shower? It was just a wee. He was like, I don't think that's the case that you think it is. <laughs> the waffle's stomping. No. Oh my so, God. 
Okay, guys, Em just told me who it was, and do you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Like, I she's get it. She's so out of our league. She's so, so out of our league. Out of our league. And the things she wants to talk to us about are so, so out of out of the waffle stomping <laughs> zones. Like, I get it. I wasn't even mad. I said to Alex, I mean, like, hormonally, I was like, oh my God, she just thinks my career's a joke. And then I was like, but to be fair, we did we did make an episode about you shitting in the shower. So, so. Can I just clarify that I did not shit in the shower? Did, did they say on the voicemail, I heard the... Yeah, yeah. She said that she'd listened to a few episodes and the, 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 the bit that was cited was the shower and the eye contact in the shower. <laughs> 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 I was angry for a minute. I was you... sad for a minute, but now I'm really amused. It does sum us up, though, doesn't it? It does sum us up. Does. Do you think we should like tone it back a bit? No, 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 because I like the calibre of guests that we have. You know what? If she doesn't want to cut, fair enough. She's got her yeah, book, you know what I mean? She can go on Plenty of Fish yeah. or the rest is politics. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine and I wish her well. Okay, yeah, we'll good luck. We'll stay in our lane. Well, well, there you go. Anything I mean, more good from your own week before we go? Um, Did you hit anyone with your car this absolutely week? absolutely my own. I haven't hit anyone this week. <laughs> Fuck, you should probably listen to that too. <laughs> I'm going to start toning it down. I'm going to be like, oh, I walked in and there was a piece of toilet roll on my shoe. <laughs> it was this criminal. <laughs> this woman shit in the shower, hit a man with her car. <laughs> Um, so good great um, my awkward was until until that that has firmly taken the number one spot um, but my awkward was that we interviewed someone last night and I used a word I did I did mean to use it ironically but I kind of it just didn't work but I uh, tried to make deep into a verb because I thought that's what the kids did and I she, don't think they do on reflection I've they definitely actually don't. In, yeah. she was trying to be tick tick tock mm. tick TikTok, tick, yeah. T- what's the TikTok? Oh man, I don't know. I just feel too old. Tick t- literate. I just made oh, that up. Oh, you did. I've never heard that, that before, I but I like it a lot. It. Yes, thank yeah. you. You were trying to be tick lit- tick literate. Yeah. Hard to say quickly. Tick literate. Tick literate. Yeah. Tick literate. You just keep saying tit though. Tit literate. Tit literate. And that just sounds like porn. Now all I think, I just think, imagining this woman listening to this episode, <laughs> like, I'm just so glad I didn't do yeah. it. Thank God, how embarrassing. Um, so there we go. That's nice. that. it, was, it was awkward, it was embarrassing, but, you know, you've just got to live through these things. Like, I am, um, yeah, very much not a Gen Z, so. No. Anyway. No shower shitter. Um, uh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Alex shits in the shower, pass it on. Do you know, um, with this in mind, I am very happy that we deleted this morning's video. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You funny one, crack. Um, okay, we have yes. a great guest today. And this is an episode that we've wanted to do for a really long time. And we're really proud to be bringing it to you today. So we are speaking to Samane Savadi, um, who is an Iranian activist. And she was kind enough to come on and speak to us about both the situation in Iran at the moment uh, with the protests and everything that's happening, but also her experience of life there and growing up there. She now lives in the UK, but her family is still based there. And it was just really super, super interesting to talk to her um, and quite a hopeful episode, I think. Uh, Absolutely. I think like we read a lot about what's going on all over the world and uh, it was really valuable to hear... um, not just from her as an activist, but from her as a human. Um, and although I, I actually at times felt like some of the questions I were ask, was asking might have been a bit stupid, I realised that we don't. I don't know a lot about the situation. And yeah. in order to 
help causes across the world and to better understand it we have to ask questions and we have to be willing to listen and learn so I really hope that we're all able to take something from today's episode Hi Samine <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us Thank you, thank you for today. having me It is really great to see you and also yeah. to you know to have the opportunity to talk about you well thank you yeah definitely so we we started speaking last year um you were sharing infographics about Iran and I was sharing some uh, on my stories so we were like sort of chatting in in DMs and then we thought we, we wanted to do an episode that really goes in depth about what's happening in Iran um and you seemed the yeah the perfect person to come on and and talk to us about it. Could you just tell us, um, could you tell us like a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I am Iranian feminist activist. Um, I left Iran eight years ago. I came here to do my master at Sussex University and then I ended up making family here and staying here. But the last time I was in Iran was five years ago. Um, And then after that, uh, as I started to be more outspoken, I couldn't go back home because feminism is a kind of a criminal act back mm. there. We can talk, uh, you know, in depth more about it later. And then I run a platform, online platform for um, fighting against sexual harassment at workplace. We are running uh, courses and uh, training there. And on my Instagram and social media, I try to be outspoken possible about um, women's rights normally around like my uh, things that I'm more interested in is motherhood, reproductive rights and those topics. But um, yeah, so that's that's me. So I, I can't believe that you can't go home because you would be arrested. What would happen if you were arrested and convicted? Yeah, I mean, the problem with Iran in general is we don't know what's going to happen because it's not like they're going to, it's not something legal or illegal. Yeah. Normally, they are not even sticking to the law of themselves, you know. So everything yeah. is based on what they, you know, that that person, the judge wants to make a decision at that moment or how is the, how much is the suppression at that moment that they want to make a decision. So it was three years ago when I m- lost my father. I was very hopeful that I can go back. Oh. I, but then when I talked to people, people were just like, if you come, you're going to get arrested. And of course, your father is ill. And in this situation, yeah. the last thing they want is yeah. the trouble about you. So stay yeah. there. Um, and then the problem was exactly that. It was like, I would be like, so what would be my... So, okay, they're going to arrest yeah. me and say what? And it was just like, God knows. Like, what happened for Nazanin Zaghari? It's just like... Yeah. They may say you're a spy. They may say you are, like, just because you went and had an interview with in BBC, you are a spy and mm. you're doing this and that. So God knows what. So there are people that have been charged with five years in prison just because they were running a training of, like, oh equality. And literally their crime is um, promoting gender equality. Like, they write that as a crime, promoting gender equality, because they oh. believe gender equality is not something that we should have. Women should be in their own place and men should be in their own place. So yeah, that is the um that is the situation. Of course, in the there is no article about that, but they invade, you know, 
something just to just to put you in prison god i'm so sorry about that that's that's so awful that you can't go home and that you weren't able to go home to your dad that's yeah i'm so sorry that's awful well i think at least for me it was like okay what was the price that i paid i'm out of spoken and the price was not saying goodbye to my father so now i have to be out as outspoken yeah. as possible to make it like worse to be yeah. like okay the price that I paid is yeah. too high so now I should do yeah. everything to amplify the voice of you know those yeah. who are inside Iran and um, try to make um, changes as much as I can. I guess we're seeing now with Iran since Masa Amini was killed we've seen so many protests and obviously Iran has been in the news so much more and you know the fight for equality and their like shocking situation has become much more mainstream for a lot of people but this has been going on for a really long time and like you say you couldn't go home three years ago I wonder if you could give some context to what your life was like growing up as a woman in Iran and obviously like coming here to do your masters you know feminism is a massive part of who you are and gender equality like how was that growing up in a system and in a country that just didn't allow it? The question took me back to the like how far this fight has been. Mm. Um, in 1979, revolution when happened. A couple of weeks after that, the first eighth of March after revolution, it was you know they started to talking about compulsory hijab, and a woman came to street and said, "No, we are not going to accept that." We mm-hmm. did not do a revolution for this. We wanted, you know, we didn't want corruption. We wanted a free country. And yeah, no compulsory hijab. And at that time, people, um, some of the revolutionary people came and said, oh, no, what? But shush now. Now it's not to talk about women's rights. Let's talk about a bigger picture. We want this government to go. We want mm-hmm. this and that. And then because of that, I think this time people are very aware of that. And I just like, okay, every single step we are going to talk about women's rights and mm. queer community rights. It's not about, oh, we want Islamic Republic to go. It's just like, oh, no, we don't just want them to go. We want, you know, we have, um, you know, we want equality. We want equality of different people from different backgrounds, different ethnics, different genders, everyone. So, I mean, the fight is that far, like from 1979. Mm. First 8th of March after revolution, some women were just like, no, we don't accept that. And the life of a woman inside Iran is a everyday resistance. Like when you wake up mm. in the morning, you want to go out, you have to have a compulsory hijab. Uh, I mean, if I want to say it like a... Um, like have my life as an example, like in when you were born as a woman in Iran there's not such a thing like uh, writing a will so the law says how much uh, the property of family how it should get, get divided after the death of a, like your parents and your brother's share is always double of a daughter's oh. share so oh. it, it starts from there like okay so as a man you have a double share of your family's property and mm. then when you start to go to school, you have to wear a compulsory hijab. So as a five years old girl, mm. like going to school, you should cover your hair. And normally when we say we talk about compulsory hijab, the symbol of it is a headscarf. But it's not only headscarf. Like this is, if even if I have a headscarf now with my shirt and trousers, 
unacceptable. It should be long right. shirt. And yes, yeah, so it's about you should cover Modesty. all your body. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then if you get, if as a girl you want to get married, you should have a permission from your father. Like if your father doesn't allow you, you can't get married. And if you're just like having a father that is, you think, okay, he's not good enough to make a decision for me. You can go to the court. It's still like someone should <laughs> should give permission to you to get married with this specific person. And then when you get married, it got it gets worse and worse because you basically give every right of yours to your husband. They can make you stop leaving the country. They, you know, for leaving the country, you may need their permission. You can't get divorced. You don't have any right about your children. Like the holiness of mom is there. They they give all these talks about, oh, moms are yeah. holy and moms are great and amazing. But you, like, as a mom, if your child wants to leave the country, you can't make a decision for that. And every right, basically, is yeah. on fathers. So, the, so many of the aspects of it is legal, but it's naive to think that law didn't have impact on a culture. So, mm. culturally, of course, the families are just like... Um, trying to, you know, to suppress their child at home, basically, instead of letting them be suppressed in the society. Um, so, for example, I got married when I was 19, when I was back home. Only wow. because it was the only way, like, to dye my hair or to leave away from my family, have a bit of a freedom. Really? Yes. And then, of course, I got divorced in two years because <laughs> I got yeah. married for a wrong reason. Just, it's not going to work. But it, it is very normal in Iran. Like, so many of women go through that just because they, they don't want to live with their family. So I'm just like, so let's let's get married. Maybe that gets better. And then let's, let's get divorced. I mean, yeah. And um, beside all this, the idea of um, equality doesn't yeah. exist. That is a big thing. Like through years and years, the Islamic Republic made an image of a good woman, that a good woman should be modest, good mm. woman should be married, good woman should have a child and the f shouldn't be working and should spend their life with, you know, for their family and all those things that as a young woman, as a, you know, as a teenager is all you think about you're just like I, I want the society to accept me of course you can be a rebel like as I was but you're gonna have a very tough life like yeah. I I was such a rebel my sister wasn't my sister which is younger than me I always say she saw how tough was my life and she was like yeah. I don't want that I'm gonna obey whatever they say <laughs> I don't want to get like get in trouble all the time so yeah I guess it is a, like literally it is every day resistant you mm. wake up and then you start to fight the system fight with your family and um and then yeah that's a life of a woman but with saying all of this yeah. it's like yes of course there are lots of legal and cultural issues but the just the women don't give up they they try every single way possible mm. to find their you know their ways um through what they mm. want. So so you moved from Iran to and you came to Brighton. At what point before that did you realise that this this isn't the life that I want and I, I'm developing beliefs that aren't in line with m the culture that I live in? Well, I think I, I knew that when I was 
when I was living in Iran, I knew the I gym. don't want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that, like, I can say, oh, I wasn't labeling myself as a feminist, but I very much was, yeah. was living like a feminist. And I wanted to say, like, even my grandma did that. Even my mom did that. Like, mm. so many of women, they have no, they, they probably, some of them have never ever even heard of word feminism, but yeah. they are feminists. They literally try all they can to, to gain some power. Like, even if can't, do it in a society they try their best to somehow gain the power in a family and then play with that so I think yeah um, even back home I was living the life of a feminist but I think deep down somewhere I was like women are different from men like it's about that it was just like okay it's not and I think that is to protect at least for for me was like I want to protect myself I don't want to think like all these rights that I didn't have just Slavic Republic took it from me I was like okay maybe some degree of that is like women just are different from men you know and yeah. they they need to have a different set of rights and responsibilities mm-hmm. and then um, I think Brighton itself like as a town changed me a lot yeah. because it was just like giving me the dream, what I was dreaming, that, oh, that would be great if we could live like that. Brighton was like, here we go, I can offer you what you're dreaming of. And, um, yeah, and then here when I met my husband, the idea of a relationship and equality Mm. in a relationship was very different, very different. Like, I remember the first time that I took my phone to ring... My, at that time, my boyfriend to say, like, can I go blob somewhere or can I like, <sighs> instead of saying I am going this, that the yeah. sentence was coming out of my mouth as a way of a permission. And then I was like, oh, no, oh, no, here, no. I, and then I was like, oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Wow. How great. <laughs> how great is that? Um and I think at that point was when I started to practicing that with my father. So when I moved in with my husband, I was... I let him know. I just rang him and I was like, I'm letting you know that I am moving in with my <laughs> boyfriend. Uh, I bet it was uh, like a hard for him to swallow, but he did. But it wasn't something, it's not something that happens in Iran. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a dream to be able to do such a thing. Um, so I guess, yeah, the... Being aware of discrimination is something, but how much you are... I think we naturally are free souls and we want to be free. So we fight against discrimination just naturally to some degrees. But there, after coming here, I guess, and knowing more and seeing different um, point of views, it was for me to like be more aware of the discrimination, not yeah. to like naturally fighting it. Yeah, I guess it's just no education if if feminism's never been part of the conversation then it's you know hard to to learn from any i mean i guess if it's not taught in schools or you know that sort of thing what is what was the schooling situation like for you for in iran was it like is it, I, I don't know anything about girls rights to school and university yes so did boys schools and girls school are always separate there is not such a thing like we go to school together at all um but of course i'm talking you know as a woman living in tehran i was i was from a you know 
middle class family having access to the education to everything so yeah of course in a more marginalized places we can say if the if the family has to cut some of the you know resources they will cut it from the daughter of a family than a boy so yes the number of girls that don't go to school are much more than boys and at the same time unfortunately the child we have a high number in a child marriage and it's not legally something that's law against law as well so that makes the huge huge problem so child marriage is legal it's legal yes unfortunately from what age uh, it's so hard to say <laughs> because it's, it's a, it is a, um, you know, there is a registered marriage or there is a, just a nikah, which is Islamic marriage. Yeah. So that Islamic marriage is possible in any age. Okay. Like even if you are nine years old, 10 years old, you can go through with the f- permission of a father. You can go through yeah. that. Okay. But it is not something that's registered. For registering it, you need to be over 14 still is very young wow yes if you are 14 you can register it and then when it comes to uh, families that don't have that much of uh, you know their financial situation Mm. is hard Um, so of course again the girls would be like the first one to be like okay so we can you can go and then we can have it like a more of a um, resources um, for the family Mm. Um, but when it comes to education those who didn't go through a child marriage then those who haven't been killed based on a you know honor killing and those who survived and go to university 60 percent of uh, university students are women 60 yes that's great so that's when it comes to that degree if you if you pass all those drama that you could have as a child if you pass that and when it comes to the university 60 I think 64 percent of university students are women but then funny is like when you look at the faculty members still the men have a higher number there so it is like okay so the glass ceiling is very very low there because Mm. although the most of students are women and even most of the PhD students are women but then when it gets to a faculty members when it gets to like a professors there are more men when it gets to that decision making situation so yeah but what they teach at the school is based they teach the ideology of islamic republic they teach that women should be modest the first role of a woman in life is motherhood you should be a good mother and they teach men about honor i mean boys basically so that is horrific like um basically children get brainwashed to that you should be a modest woman and you should be a man that's cares about the honor of the family and of course mm. they look I, 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 this is a legal article that men should be a provider of a family so men are legally obliged to be you know the only breadwinner of a mm. family ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, yes, we can say, of course, women are under lots of suppression, but at the same time... They put a huge responsibility on a shoulder of men as well. The, mm. Of course, that brings power as well. Like when you give them, you should have a job. You let them have a job. Yeah, that 
power comes with the job that they have, but at the same time, they should be a mm-hmm. provider of a family. So the the line between the d- gender roles are very clear and divided. Like as a woman, like all the things that even here we talk about that they ask women are like, oh, who looks after your child if you're working and they don't mm-hmm. ask men? That is like, like on a very, very higher degree to a conversation of a mm-hmm. woman should work for the, like a, your job should be a hobby. Otherwise, you should look after your child. Let's just mm. have some part-time work to just, when kids are at school, just like keep yourself busy. And becoming, being a married woman and having a children is basically giving you credit as a woman in society. So there is a lot of pressure on it. If you are single and if you are over 30, there is a huge pressure on you mm. to prove yourself to the society that I'm good but if you are married it's just like oh so you were good enough that someone came and married you so can i just ask you mentioned honor killings before can i ask about that I, I... yeah so honor killing is supported by law i'm afraid i have to say there are two different scenarios one of them is when father kills their daughter uh they go to prison the father would six to ten years As much as uh, someone who, you know, stole a, I don't know, ice cream from the shop, probably. If if you're a mother and do that, you're going to be, it's a death penalty. Like a, yes. Really? Yes. So the father, as I said, mom don't have that much of a right about their children. It's a father. Father basically is the owner of the family and the child. So because that, the punishment is so little, basically the law says, if you want to do it, it's your decision if you can go only six years in prison. And then the other case, if a husband sees their wife in bed with another man. Yeah. And if they kill them, it's just like a something like a self-defense. It's just like, oh, okay, so you had a reason to do that. Wow. Yeah. So in these two cases are actually legally like... So you'd kill it. your wife, not the other man? Oh, no, you can kill both of them. Oh yeah, wow! But you should prove you if you see them, not like if you hear them or yeah. if you are out of a building and they come out. If you see them in bed, literally in bed together, you can kill both of them. Wow! And no prison sentence. Well, no, it is a prison sentence, yeah. but this is a too low. But that that is a basically as yeah. a justification of a, in which cases you can yeah. kill someone and don't go to the death penalty. And the other thing is like right. the other side of it is death penalty. One side is death penalty. The other side is nothing. It's just like, can we start having something in in middle? You know, more? Yeah. <laughs> so so a father can kill his daughter. No, not just daughter. His children. His children yes. as well. It's just, you're my children, well. you're mine, so I can I kill you or whatever. Yeah. It's not they're not going to be punished. They're gonna, their punishment is just like too little. Yeah. Mm. So little. Yeah, so, and that happens, like so many times that happens in a, based on, as I said, the law only says if you see them in bed, but that law itself makes makes the culture. It's like so, this, if your wife is with someone else, yeah. it, that's too horrific that I can yeah. do anything. Of course, so many people do it in a, when they don't even spend just here or something. Yeah. But the pressure of honour, as I said, they teach about honour to mm. the little boys and at yeah. the school. And I should acknowledge there is so much pressure on men who live in those like... Uh, places that these um, ideologies are stronger that like they get so much bullied and blamed by the society that why your woman is not 
like why your wife or why your daughter doesn't wear proper clothes or does makeup or oh we saw him with a we saw her with a man or something so the society basically puts so much pressure on them to prove that they are they they are good men and they care for the owner of the family yeah i guess we call it toxic masculinity you know like that's the kind of like base of love it but it's it's so much more than that if it's every layer it's like the conditioning of it it's hurts everybody is adultery a crime in Iran? For who? For a woman, of course. As a woman, they, yeah. they're going to kill you in bed. <laughs> yeah. But for but men, it, okay. There's a very different story yeah. there. You can have a four registered wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you can have as much as one temporary marriage. That is just such a crazy thing. Oh I mean, my God. When, I, when I translate it to English, I'm just like, Oh my God, do I even want to say that? <laughs> do I want to even talk about temporary marriage? So in Shia Islam, they have something yeah. like temporary marriage, yeah. which is, you just say, you and I can be together for 10 days and that they that that's it. And you are together with 10 years. And if you want, you can extend it. <laughs> so that's as well as your four registered marriages. Yes, four registered, because the rights are different. For example, if you are getting married registered like a marriage marriage proper marriage in that you're gonna have a I mean they're gonna if you die they're gonna have a part of your properties and um, also you should um, you are you you need to provide for them but their their rules with temporary marriage is basically different so there is no they if you die they are not gonna have a share of your property basically she's just like we're going to have sex with each other, basically. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That, it's like you're yeah. renting her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yes, yeah, so you can have a full registered marriage, okay. like a marriage for life. Okay. Uh, and also you can have as much as you want temporarily marriage. So adultery almost doesn't make sense because yeah. that temporary as I said, there is some something like a registered marriage, something like a, just like an, Islamic, you say something, you say, I can't, I want you to be my wife, and you say yes, and that's it. So if you go to men and say, oh, that was adultery, they can say, oh, no, we just said the vows. So he was my wife. So adultery actually doesn't make sense because they they always can make a justification out of it. But as a woman, if you're married, you're married, that's it. I imagine it's um, you become isolated from. Your circles as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, just the amount of... I mean, even as a divorced woman, you have a very tough life in Iran. Yeah. And yes, you're going to be... You're going to have a life of shame, I can say. So you got divorced two years into your marriage. I got divorced when I was 23. 23, okay. So very young. Very young. And were you able to initiate that divorce or did that have to come from... Well, I th- yes, you don't. As a woman, you don't have a right of a divorce unless you talk to your husband and be like, "Please divorce me." Right. So our situation went on that. So and yeah. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy. You're not happy. We are. N- that just doesn't work. So please do it. Like, yeah. And I was lucky that he did. He was as young as me. We were okay. too young and too naive. Okay. But yeah, but there are people that stay in their marriages for. Because they've got no choice. Because, because they, they have they don't have a choice yet. Yeah. They are in a they can yeah. be in a domestic violence, but they be like, no, there is really? I mean there are situations if you have like a probably if you go with a bro- one broken leg and one broken hand to the court and say, Okay, you see this is a domestic violence 
still the first question would be like, what did you do to make him angry? Mm-hmm. Why he hit you like this? So what did you do? Yeah. I mean, y- yeah, there are all this misogynistic and all these things going to go on. But yeah, eventually you may yeah. get divorced. So there is a one line that if your if your life gets too hard in that house, yeah. you may get divorced. Uh, the court yeah. may uh, do a divorce for you. The other thing is. Um, Maternal rape, for example, is not criminalized in Iran. Not only that, but as a woman, it is your duty. Right. So, yes. To have sex with yes. your husband. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, they can go to and say to a court and have a, and ask for a second marriage. Right. So they, the court's going to punish you. It's just like, yeah. or you do it, or he, he may go and, you know. Wow. Or he may divorce you, or he may, can ha- uh, he may have a, yeah. you know, another marriage. Wow. To fast forward to the situation now, so back in September, these protests started and women's rights is really at the forefront of this now. Can do you are you still connected with people in Iran? Are you like how are you following this? Like what's the general feeling for you as like an Iranian woman watching this happening? Is it hopeful? Or yes, it is hopeful. I mean I can't say how proud I am that we are living in a time that there is a revolution with the slogan, woman, life, freedom. That is just as progressive as it could get. Like, I'm just like, if someone as a feminist would ask me, like, what do you want in the world? If I wanted to think of a slogan that have everything that I want in one, I wouldn't think of that. And I should say that that slogan has a Kurdish origin. So, and if someone has a, I don't know how much different people may know about that, Kurds has a long history of uh, fighting for freedom. So, right. and that, that nature of a fighting for freedom come, you know, comes with this slogan and um, Masajina, I mean, she was a Kurd woman. So because of that, on her funeral, his family start, used this slogan. Right. They they had that history of that, and then it becomes a slogan of a all country. And I think what we were saying, what I was explaining, as a the woman rights situation in Iran is totally related to this mm-hmm. because I think it was women, you know, putting under a table and be like, enough is enough. We are we are not taking this anymore. What it was is the day that the news of a massacre came out. I was like, that could be my mum. Yeah. That could be my sister. That could yeah. be anyone. Sometime you, because Iran had a, like an uprising time to time every couple of years. Sometime this part, the, the main reason would be like a more of economic reasons. Sometime was more of a corruption. Like people would be like, it's just like a corrupt system. Yeah. This time, it was literally an ordinary woman walking in the street, getting arrested by hijab police and then being killed. So everyone was like, mm. it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to not to go to protest to save myself. I am staying home or like, I try to don't say anything political. Mm. Like so many times people say I'm not political. So in mm. these kind of a situation, it's just like, you may not to be political, but political is you. <laughs> Politics mm. comes for you. She was just an ordinary woman walking in the street and got arrested and got killed. I think that was, everyone was thinking, Oh, the next one could be me. Like it was a slogan on the first days in the street that people would say, 
um, for those of you that are silenced, the next mm. one could be you, the next one could be your daughter, the next one could be your mom, mm. because that was real. And at the same time, she was court. So there is a long, long history of suppression of different ethnic groups, different nation in Iran. Yeah. I want to say Iran is a kind of a rainbow of nations. There are Kurds in Iran, Turks in Iran, Arabs in Iran. Right. So we have all these nations that basically being suppressed by Islamic Republic. Yeah. And they are fighting. They have their own fights. And then that fight and a women's rights fights and those people that were already unhappy with the economic situation, they, they all came together. Mm. So it was, I think this... Um, the death, uh, the murder of Gina Amini basically brought all the progressive um, and radical movements together mm. to want um, something more. And yes, yeah, I am very hopeful because I think the idea of um, it's made everything more clear for those who were even silent it was just like yeah you may think like i'm, I'm gonna survive yeah it is not it is possible for you to to not to not not to you know i wanted to ask how involved have men been in the protests in iran do you know yes yeah, yeah i mean i mean from the day one yeah. although we always say like it's a feminist revolution it is a women-led revolution but men was were always there yeah i'm not saying all of them are feminists or right. all of them are there for the equality yeah. as i said they people with a different demands now are joining this um revolution but we can't deny they the the, the murder of massa was the main reason yeah. so they they felt like we should do something yeah. about it actually the now um unfortunately they executed four men up until now yeah so and i think around 100 are at risk of execution so yeah and they are all men we can't yeah. we can't deny that men have been very very much involved yeah. in everything and um as i said a part of that is just like are they do they want what we want mm. but again i think all this situation may, brought this discourse to public so okay let's talk about equality let's talk about what we want and every time that comes the uh they say like oh we all want one thing we want islamic republic to go it's just like not this time because we have it in Mm -hmm. a previous revolution we have the history we don't want the history to repeat itself Mm -hmm. so yeah but um yeah we can't deny that how much men have been involved in in all of this, and basically good. supporting women. Yes, yes, yeah. that is that is good. And this, that's the, the slogan, the, any, all the discourse around it, and all those yeah. help from the, the, what's the solidarity that mm. came with it, that is just amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like here in London, every single weekend, they gather to Trafalgar Square, mm. and it's just like a huge protest, like in mm. every other town I know. Yeah. Um, the Iranian diaspora started to showing a huge solidarity to those who are um, living in Iran. What is the situation in Iran? Yes, I am in touch with whole my family. I'm the only member of my family who lives, even extended family that lives outside Iran. So, yeah. so yeah, I am in touch not only with them, with friends, and you know, so many people that I know through my work. But they are hopeful and they believe yeah. revolution happened. They are just like the revolution happened, but it's take 
time it takes time yeah. to you know for mm-hmm. us to see it and um probably with a bit of a push with the international society <laughs> the yeah. things can move quicker what have been your thoughts on how iran has been reported on around the in, in the rest of the world how it has been and how it continues to be reported on the situation you're around what have, have your thoughts been around that you know, as an Iranian, I would love. I would be. It was a bit late. It was a bit little, but then it picked mm. up. But what it is is like, yes, of course, I want my country to be like headline. But yeah. at the same time, I'm just like, how much Afghanistan is, how much Bangladesh is. It's not yeah. Iran. It's not the only place yeah. in the world that is going through all this. Like we can look at Afghanistan is our neighbor. Like we can look at them. They are just like. Literally, it's been over a year of Taliban and now they are saying women can't go to school, can't go to university. And how much is that in a news? It's not that much. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't know that, you know, these are all relative, aren't they? So, I mean, I don't know what is uh, much or little, but I think it was, it it was good. It was a bit of what was more concerning for me was how much the... Islamic Republic apologists could get platform and had voice. Right. Like I read articles and articles and articles about the everything in Iran now is about economic reason. It's just like, no, it's mm-hmm. not about economic reason. It's about human right. Yeah. And what they do, they say it's economic. So therefore it's because of a sanction. So shame on America and, and European Union to put sanction on Iran. It's just like, no, that that that's not the reason. We are talking about something else. Like they are pretending that if sanctions wasn't there, the situation wouldn't be this. Yeah. Which is like no. As I said, exactly after the revolution, people started to say, "Oh no, we are unhappy with what is happening." So, I think yes, media. Um, I mean, probably for someone who is not Iranian, would be very hard to mm. recognize what is the you know, mm. the right side of the story. Mm. I, I totally understand that. So because of that, I think um, it is the duty of media to find different voices and different point of views and put them out there and then let them find the way um, through things. Yeah, There have been, it's been quite... Well, particularly in our circles, I think we've read a lot more in the last few months about Iran on Instagram, which has been really good. But something you've talked about, cyber attacks, and that's something that you've experienced on your Instagram when you've talked about the situation in Iran. Can we ask what that what that is yeah that is like islamic republic you know every single platform that you know is Mm. banned in iran so people use vpn on a like on a daily basis to just you know um have access to the news and everything instagram was the only platform which was like people could use it and now that is banned as well Mm. but um so they, they they made that to be there so to just you know to give something to people but at the same time they were using it massively for their own benefit as well so it was like a they they were trying to to own the discourse on the basically on social media um and then it was a time that so many feminists got it was on a cyber attacks we had like it, it, it is something like i still don't know how to explain it it was like hundreds and thousands of followers following our page like I couldn't see any of a notification because it was just all the notification of someone 
someone, not someone, some bot basically bot. following yeah. me. And it was like, and when I'm talking like, I'm talking about like 200,000 followers in two days. Like Whoa. what? Not even followers, bots. Mm. So yeah, and it was making, mm, so it was making, it, it changed my, changed our circle. So what we were posting, yeah. those bots were registered in India and was being shown to Indian people more than being shown to Iranian people. So I was seeing people, people would be like, yeah. we don't see your content anymore. So they took us out of our circles and then, yeah, or they. It seems they mass report some contents, right? Um, yeah, and Instagram recently changed some of their. I mean, Meta recently changed some of their policies about Iran. So before, for example, they would take down the post when they had it down with dictator. They would take it down or down with Khamenei. Now they changed their policies. Just they announced it last yeah. week that they accept those posts and. They don't take yeah. them down anymore. We talked about it at the yeah. time. It was really weird if when we posted any infographic or any piece of news about Iran, like Al and I were talking about it quite a lot, our story views would be like cut in half, like immediately. Significantly dropped. Yeah, that's yeah. because report they would they, they were they were mass reporting. Apparently that has a big impact. Uh, Actually, that's so sad to hear. It was <laughs> so it was so weird. We thought it we thought like, maybe just a coincidence and then continually yeah, whenever like you'd leave it like 3 days Iran. and then post another thing and again it'd be like straight away at least half. It was so weird. So I think that is it that we we were thinking that is a mass report. So when your right. stories get reports too much, they are just like it seems the Instagram ah. algorithm is just like okay, let's show it less and see what happens if but they don't take it down. We wouldn't have been reported. That, would that make doesn't make sense. Would it? I was so well, confused by it. I, that seems logical because I couldn't understand a, a, another reason why the story views would just suddenly drop. Mm -mm. But I guess if they were being mass reported. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, Islamic Republic is, uh, they are rich enough to, you know, and for years and years they had apologies out there. I'm, God knows. Just to ask, you call it the Islamic Republic, but there is some, like, that's not how it's known by... Can, can I ask if there's what the there's so much controversy to be known there? It's the, the yeah. name of the country is Islamic Republic of Iran. Yeah, yeah. For you, I don't know. Have you if you when when you see Iranian, do they say I'm Iranian or they say I'm Persian? We so much hate to being linked with our government. Okay. So for years we would be like I'm Persian to just be wanted. At right. least people people have the idea of Persia instead yeah. of Islamic Republic. Yeah. But now be back to like okay no we are Iranian and they are Islamic yeah. Republic so how people look at it is Islamic Republic occupied Iran okay so and it is very hard like I have an interview when they sent the Islamic Republic out of the um, Women Commission in UN so I had an interview and I was talking and I said I'm so glad that they kicked out kicked Iran out of that and people were just like no they didn't kick out Iran, they kicked out Islamic Republic. Yeah. We are still, as an Iranian, Iran as a country can be a part of a international community. Those who shouldn't be is Islamic Republic. So that's yeah. saying Islamic Republic is always to make sure we are putting a line between Iran mm. and the government. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Are, are you, you don't have to answer this, but are you religious at all? Well, I was born in a Muslim family. Yeah. Um, Probably by, I mean, it's like 
10 years ago, I would say I'm Muslim, but I don't practice Islam. And then now, yeah. now no, I don't consider myself even Muslim. No. No. I wondered if there were any parts of Islam that you still, you know, that are still, you know, in your life. But no, no. Not now, but I can understand how much it has, you know, it is embedded in it. Like it was, this is the first yeah. idea that you, you've been... Yeah. born with especially at a school in Iran it's just like a huge the first thing that they tell you is just like uh, mm. cover your hair otherwise you're gonna go to hell and burn so your sister is still in Iran how my two sisters two and my sisters. brother yeah. Yeah. how do you feel about that are you do you want them here <sighs> I want here in Iran. <laughs> yeah. I, I want the freedom of here for them. Yeah. I, I want to be honest. Now I think, yeah, like I'm like when I think, I'm just like, okay, I want my mom to be here, my brother, my sister, then my cousins, and then my uncle. I'm just like, oh no, I want freedom for Iran. I want every single person yeah. who are in Iran to be able to, you know, experience because they deserve it. And in so many countries, the the law is ahead of people. Like we have a lot of progressive laws that. It's hard for some people to, you know, um, to do by the law. Yeah. But in Iran, it's totally opposite. The culture, the people are much, much more progressive than the yeah. government and the law. Like when I was talking about, when you talk about the legal situation of a woman to some of the teenagers, you're like, what? Is it real? Because they, it's just like they, they, yeah. they want something else for themselves. And, yeah. you know, and even in these protests, it, thousands of teenagers were killed. Like one of them that I feel so, I mean, for just, for I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe reminds me of my, me being a teenager, Nikosha Karami, she was a teenager. And one of the days, at big first days of a protest, she was one of those that was burning their scarf. Yeah. And then she got arrested and she got killed. And of course, the government says she has she committed a suicide. But like, yeah, but that, that of course is a lie. But it's not just her; it's just like hundreds of them. So that they, yeah. they want something better, and they yeah. they deserve to have that. And yeah, I, when I think about my family, more than wanting them to be here, mm. I want them to have to have that freedom in their in their comfort zone in a place yeah, that they are yeah. happy to live with in their own country. Yeah. As yeah. it should be their human yes, rights. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If that was to happen, would you move back to Iran? I don't think so. No. My, I know my husband is British, my child, and now is living here. I made my my life here. Of yeah. course, I would go back. Maybe I have a, like a six months there, six months here. Yeah. Because of the whole... Because I was, it wasn't, yeah, like what is happening now is very surprising. Mm. I wasn't thinking I'd be able to see such a revolution in my lifetime. Really? Yes. Yeah. And it brought so much hope. And now I dream. I, I dare to dream one day I will go back home. Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't something that I could even dream about, like, yeah. Last year, I was like, okay, it is, then that's my life here. And so it is very new. <laughs> um, so within the previous situation, I was like, okay, I'm going to make my life here. Yeah. And I did that. Yeah. But yeah, if the situation changes. Mm. Um, you, you said before that you were hopeful. Are you, are you cautiously hopeful? Do you, do you believe that freedom will 
will come to Iran sort of within our lifetime? I hope so. I I, th- I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. comparing, I mean, it depends how, what is our lifetime? <laughs> well, <laughs> what yeah. do you mean by our lifetime? <laughs> A lovely long life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, okay, yes, that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think so. Because what I know is like, we are not going to go back even one step. Yeah. It, the th- it, it happens. It's gone we, too far. Yes, exactly. It happened and people are just like... They are, they are not afraid anymore, you know. And the price that they paid is massive. It's just like, it, I mean, every revolution, every movement is not always in the street, of course. Sometimes it's in the street, sometimes goes to the home to make, you know, make yeah. plans and then comes back to the street. I think we are there. It is the situation. Sometimes we are there, sometimes we go back. But, but yeah, this situation will change. And I, I see, I see in my lifetime being able to go back to... Iran and people in Iran having the freedom that they deserve. What can anybody listening do to help support the women in Iran now and their fight? Like, what can we be doing? I want to say something. Um, As you know, when we say every woman who stands up for their own right without knowing, without even possibly claiming it stands for every woman, I think we, every woman in the world should give that credit to Iranian women that they are standing for every woman's mm. right. You know, when we talk, smash the patriarchy, fight the patriarchy, it's not the patriarchy in our neighborhood because if we don't yeah. kill them all over the world, they're going to come for us as well. Like what happens in state about abortion. Like it's not, if it exists somewhere else, may come for us too. There are two very obvious things that we can do. One is asking um, our MPs about putting a revolutionary guard in a terrorist list there are petitions out there people can find them and just sign them or they can write for their mps and ask for them the other thing um, is to ask for um to shut down iranian embassy iranian islamic republic embassy all over the world i mean of course for in the case of uh, british people in the uk again because the negotiation the having a diplomatic um relation with them never worked gave them a chance to whitewash whatever they were doing. Like, for years and years, women politicians were going to Iran wearing headscarf and being like, it is part of their culture, which wasn't, never was a part of our culture. I would love to talk about Islam and because I understand for some people when we talk about hijab is overlap between Islamophobia and hijab is just like no it's not about hijab it's about compulsory hijab it's about Mm. forcing someone to cover otherwise whoever can cover whatever they want or they don't want so the the women politicians were doing that because Islamic Republic could say them it is our culture Um, so yeah we want the Islamic Republic embassies to be to shut down and we want the Revolutionary Guard to be in a list of the terrorist groups. And yeah, it would be great if we, I'm sh- I know the view of your stories will come down, <laughs> but it would be great if we keep, keep, keep yeah. it up, you know, mm-hmm. keep it alive. Yeah. If, if we see something about it, if news about it, news about um, any protest um, yeah. and, or anything about that revolution, if we don't let the world to forget about it and just yeah. like keep it alive, it would be a, it would be a big, big help, I guess. Well, thank you so much. You. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm Samone Savodi. Yeah. And 
we'll put that link in the show notes as well so people can go and find you there yeah Yeah. and also on twitter with the same name okay and um yeah, and a shout it. out to your academy as well. Can you tell us quickly yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, so it's a Chirac Academy. Yeah. Uh, that's an online platform that we are running uh, courses um, mm. and workshops and training about sexual harassment at workplace. Mm. So we are hoping for the uh, safe workplace for all. Amazing, as it should be. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you. So Thank you for having me. I really, really... Um, appreciate it. It was really nice to feel like someone out of the Iranian community cares for us. Thank you. Thank you. Should I Delete That is part of the ACAST Creator Network. 